This is episode 188 of the Anarchist News Podcast, a digest on anarchist activity, ideas, and conversations from the previous week on anarchistnews.org. This week, there is no what's new. We're just doing Topic of the Week with Ariel and a friend who we thank. Topic of the Week, Anarchist Capitalists. 2020 was the year when anarchists started to mean riots and fires again. This was good news because for a while there, it started to feel like it meant Bitcoin and free markets. Some anarchists really love money, apparently. Some even seem to prefer Black Friday to Black November. I'm talking, of course, about anarchist capitalists. Of all the adjectives forcing themselves onto the noun, capitalist is the most insistent, the most pervasive. Anarchist capitalists, if Google search results are anything to go by, are everywhere. Who are they? Where did they come from? What do they want? Is anarchist capitalism an online phenomenon like so many other anarchists? anarchisms? Or is it out there in the world talking to people and making and breaking stuff? What are the differences between the anti-capitalist anarchists we know and sometimes love and this other crowd? What are the similarities? Are there overlaps in our milieus, in our ideas? Would you rather be at a bar full of Bernie Biden bros or Bitcoin bowtie bros? Do you think of anarchist capitalists as your friends, enemies, rivals? Where do we end and they begin? Is an anarchist who charges other anarchists money to listen to them talk on Zoom still an anti-capitalist? What about the professional Patreoners and the GoFundMe grifters? And this never-ending nightmare of buying, selling, clocking in and clocking out, are we all capitalists to one degree or another? Penny for your thoughts, internet. Greetings, Anarchy Land. Ariel here. I have on the line with me the wonderful Drew. He's back with us again. Hello, Drew. Hey, how's it going? Grand. So, you had things. You were chomping at the bit. So, go. What are you, what are you answering at? What are you responding to? Tell me stuff. <laughs> well, the question of the bar is, is too funny. Uh, <laughs> mostly because, I, I mean, I think anywhere you're around people with bow ties, there's something to be concerned about. And I don't know if, if, if Bitcoin bros, or I don't know what it was phrased at, <laughs> wear bow ties but i think the main thing is stay out of bars where people are wearing bow ties <laughs> okay, I can, okay given. i'm sorry i will not let you sit here stand here whatever <laughs> you're doing here and besmirch Float. the bow tie i believe that a bow tie is a quality accessory i will not concede it to the bitcoiners and i will not let you judge the bow tie community so so this is the hill you die on. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm gonna. I have. I have a a whole album of of wonderful Tucker Carlson photos. I'd like to tell you then. <laughs> One crazy white man cannot ruin the bow tie. But there's apparently bars full of these white men with bow ties. So I, mean, I don't so know. says Anarchist News. How reliable is that as a source? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, I'm glad this is the direction we're going, because then I can just sidestep anything else I had to say. Get ready for 20 more minutes of talking about bars and bow ties. <laughs> okay, well, to be fair, we're, can... all, we're all avoiding... Some, we're, let's see, so many of us are avoiding bars. I hear there are places where they are alive, oh, and, alive yeah. and well. That would not be where I live. Right, right. Uh, but you... I don't know. I figure... Yeah. You have generally around you in your world a fuck ton of libertarians, don't you? I 
I do live in a part of the country where there are a, are a lot of libertarians. And, uh, um, I mean, where are they? How do they reveal themselves to you? No. Um, yeah, there, there are. And I, I think, you know, I don't know how many are left after Trump. Uh, I mean, a lot of them kind of showed their true colors that, you know, it wasn't about green, it was about white, and they became white nationalists. <laughs> uh, That's my next t-shirt. But, you know, um, there, there's still some out there. I mean, the, the political libertarian establishment essentially folded after Trump was elected, though. And, you know, you had Jeff Flake leave uh, the uh, Senate. You had uh, Paul Ryan leave the Senate. I mean, that was like a pretty amazing capitulation to, yeah. you know... But those not aren't the anti-capitalist well libertarians, though. No, no, but you, we were talking about libertarians in my No, no, but, I, but part, of what it, my I guess part of what I'm trying to do is, like, draw a line. So, so somewhere in there, do they thin out? And are, is there some stragglers that are anti-capitalist? I don't know. What's that group? Uh, Students for Liberty? Is that the group that's like the kind of social justice libertarians that um, can't take a, a hard line against capitalism, but they they essentially want to take like a political position that's down with like some of the kind of like woke identity politics <laughs> that are out there. And then I you have what's that, that other group? Uh, yes, according to the Wikipedia. Okay. Oh, we're looking at the same webpage right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, uh, what's that, that other, the, uh, Will, William Gillis, uh, that's the SDSS stateless society. And they're not libertarians. Or are they? I believe that they would not say that they are libertarians. Okay. Okay. Let me get that wiki page pulled up really quick no um yeah i i don't know i i think uh you know as far as is with where the the anarchist concern comes from libertarians is that we both in our origins at the very least share a contempt for for monarchs mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of our uh, similarities sort of in there um you know that even though there are many, you know, anarchist capitalists or libertarians who are, <laughs> I think, obviously aspiring monarchs, um, the, like, even, even so far as like our definitions of freedom, you know, are very different. And I think these are, um, you know, issues that, you know, in, or our differences that go back to like enlightenment, that go back to, you know, um, the American Revolution and the French Revolution, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and very different perspectives on, on freedom, the possibilities of it, and, and the limitations. So one of the comments, I read a few of them, which is not normally a thing that I do, but talked about how There are, he he literally says, he, sorry, the poster, the poster, anonymous. There are a wide variety of different kinds of beliefs and people that exist within the anarchist capitalist milieu. And then goes on to talk about varying distinctions between them that they think are important. I don't 
know. I don't have a, a view of the anarchist capitalist landscape. And I'm sure that part of that variation is a range of lowercase c capitalism to uppercase c capitalism. And then there are people I know who want to have a debate about capitalism versus markets. Uh, which I don't actually know what the what the specifics or merits of that debate are at all. I just know that it's a line that I've heard. Markets are not capitalist, I believe. That's the line that I've heard. Um, so I say all that also to say, and this is a prompt for me, but also kind of a question for you. I feel like when you start making a case for capitalism at any level or any version of it, you lose your anarchist card. Because the, because the two fundamental tenets of anarchy for me are anti-state and anti-capitalist. And, but I also don't, I don't want to be glib about it. So am I oversimplifying this? I wonder. I ask the Drew, am I not taking someone seriously who I should take seriously? Do you not know? Or what, are, what do you think about that? I mean, I, I think that comes back to the, the kind of contested, you know, visions of, of the anarchist politic, the language around it, and, you know, kind of more of the core of the meaning of freedom. Um, I, I think maybe, you know, kind of the place to start with would be, you know, anarchist capitalists as ideologues and then trying to find, you know, an understanding of capitalism that maybe comes from anarchists who capitalist. They're not capitalists per se, but they, you know, run businesses. They, you know, have, uh, some sort of project that relies on, you know, uh, revenue generating profit. Um, and that <laughs> those criticisms that come from within that, you know, may be more illuminating than just kind of like the, the ideological back and forth. But I mean, you could also just ask anybody who's surviving in capitalism, <laughs> you know, whether they're, you know, running some like, small business or something or, you know, working and everybody's going to have kind of a different, you know, perspective on why the shit sucks, but, um, or why it's empowering and the greatest thing ever. And why aren't you doing it? And, <laughs> you know, I mean, do you know about Bitcoin? Let me tell you about Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, my money's involved or wrapped up in Dogecoin. So <laughs> I'm not sure how negative that value is on that right now. Um, no, it's a good question, though. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I intuitively feel like as someone who's been in the anarchist milieu and the anarchist space for a long time, that people who speak of the benefits of capitalism and, and, and capitalism as a positive have not experienced all sides of capitalism. Um, or, or perhaps they have and they've just chosen one that they like the best. And that's the one where they're on top. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, sometimes the human reaction to 
things that are really shitty and fucked up isn't to abolish it. It's that I should be in charge of it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's always a disappointing one for anarchists where it's like, this is it. Now we, we overthrow this thing. And it's like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Now we, I'm in charge, you know? (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was a, yeah. I, Sorry, I'm that you have. I'm thinking many things. You you talk a little more. I'm gonna not listen to you so hard, and I'm gonna think for a second. Uh oh. Um, I cut you off. Finish your thought. <laughs> I I don't know. I I mean I I, I think uh, you know kind of what I you know responded with there that the, okay. I think the trouble that anarchists face is just that you know not not every oppressive situation or oppressive institution or you know some sort of system of violence. Not not every response from people to it is to overthrow it, but you know, mostly the solution has been to impose a different type of management on it. Right. I feel like that somewhere in here in the anarcho-capitalist landscape is a warm, fuzzy capitalism. Hmm. Well, the anarcho-capitalists just haven't had their shot at running capitalism yet so <laughs> maybe that's what like, it is they're really pining for it but, they're like guys I, just wait just wait till we're running it the 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 phrase that that i am associating with this which i if i'm remembering it correctly and i believe i got it from aragorn is cottage capitalism and the idea that it that if if capitalism just worked at a human scale and it was just about you selling your baked goods and your jewelry and your metal art and and that that that's a that's a that's a world where we can survive off of our passions and and make enough and and uh there be a place where you can buy the tchotchkes that you want to hang on your wall and everybody wins and we're all happier um and I, and I feel like I have, I don't think I have read this, but I have been in the room when this narrative has been offered. Um, probably at a, yeah, probably I, at a study group a very, a very long time ago. I, you know, I, I feel like, uh, this sounds reminiscent of a conversation that, that he and I, or maybe all, all of us had at one point, but I think one of the things I didn't like about that concept is that it relies on like this kind of capitalism where people participate as producers and desires are met through production. But I think like one of the things that has made, you know, capitalism so like seductive and slippery and difficult to contain or to, you know, kind of do something with is that it meets people, you know, it meets people's desires at the point of like consumption. And so, you know, there's like this, this place of of desire and fulfillment and, you know, meaningfulness or meaninglessness that like people are searching some sort of, you know, like the religion just doesn't fulfill for people anymore. You know, like just people aren't like, oh, it's okay. I I have not here on this earth (laughs) for in the afterlife, (laughs) my needs shall be met. You know, my... I will find the greatest of joys, you know, like nobody seems to maybe some monks or something or some, some very like humbled religious people believe in this still, mm-hmm. but you know, 
by and large, I mean, you know, uh, you can have pie in the sky when you die, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the, almost like the anti, anti-capitalist, uh, uh, anti-theology, you know, has triumphed <laughs> in a really demented way, which is that capitalism can just meet, you know, these desires, you know, or at least shape these desires, you know, from a consumptive point of view. But I think that the cottage capitalism and that desires are met through production is probably misplaced. I don't think people like to create, but not everybody creates something good enough that people want to, you know, like get it, you know? Right. There's a whole host of assumptions made in there about that everything that everyone is going to choose to do and choose to sell is is something that someone is looking for. And, right. and then is it about making something, making the most, making nothing? Because if you sell lovely handmade jewelry with shells and silver and the person four stalls down sells lovely handmade jewelry with shells and silver, is this not the inevitable uh, end of some sort of price war? And so now we're engaging in the same, you know, capitalist games that proper capital C capitalists do. And like, it just, it, 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 it assumes, it assumes too much about the goodness of intentions. And I'm like, this is just not, this is not how economics works. And yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's the, it's probably the only kind of like complete, um, uh, pro-capitalist anarchist image that I have in my mind. So it's why I'm going to it. Uh, but I do want to say, because the the topic asks the question, in this never-ending nightmare of buying, selling, clocking in and clocking out, are we all capitalists to one de- degree or another? And I don't think that it's... It's not a conversation of purity. And we all you know, you have to survive in this world. Um, and of course, I'm really clear that, you know, I, I have turned my politics into a project that has a capitalist arm to it. Um, and that part of the project isn't my politics. That part of the project is just the part that pays for the rest of the project. Uh, and so I don't think, like, there's an extent to which we are all capitalists because we have to participate, right? You have to work, you have to eat. Um, and that's not like that's just not that's not the interesting part interesting part of the conversation. Um, and I think it's something else to advocate for a vision of something that's different, but isn't that different? Oh, well, there is a I better world. What, oh, there is a other way. Oh, but it's still capitalist. Well, right, and I think kind of what what I'm thinking of listening to you, kind of you know walk through this is that like one of the things that I always really enjoyed when I picked up a copy of like Anarchy Magazine was there was a call to arm your desires but that is not a call that like I would say many anarchists have taken up as some sort of project Mm -hmm. Um, I think the part of the issue I think with the, the, the contention that we have with anarchist capitalists is that they have more of an actual, you know, claim to stake in, in the project of desires because they're advocates for an ideology 
yeah. that is already shaping them, constantly shaping them into the future. We're not even, you know, we, we can't even totally understand it yet. You know, like we, mm-hmm. we're maybe even feeling like almost like reverberations from the future now because of the way in which, you know, these projects are already, you know, shaping like what's to come. And we're just like, right. You know, waiting for the new iPhone to drop, and then it's like, oh, this <laughs> iPhone actually reads your mind. You're like, oh my god, this <laughs> is, oh, I, I knew this was coming. You know, mm-hmm. um, but they they actually, I think, like part of the problem is that you know the the anarchist movement has has had a, a, a problem with sort of putting fearlessly, maybe you know what what a, a politic of of army your desires actually looks like and maybe desires don't need to be armed maybe they're i don't know maybe less desires i don't know maybe desire isn't as is, is positive as we assign you know uh the meaning to it but um mm-hmm. i think we're certainly you know like in, in an uphill battle against <laughs> the war against desire <laughs> anarchists against capitalism but you know but capitalism obviously is not just about desire and that's you know that's obviously like a very you know like first world reading you know even though in other parts of of the planet where there are people who are very poor capitalism still represents you know a point of desire you know so yeah yeah okay yes sometimes drew is right and it's a bummer (laughs) well (laughs) thanks for having me speak uh, <laughs> next year. <laughs> okay, so do you think of anarchist capitalists as your friends, enemies, rivals? Do you think of them as all, at all? Uh, I don't, I don't, rivals, I don't know. I mean, it, it uh, their, their ability to influence, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just hard to imagine, like, you know, uh, uh, I, and this sounds, I, maybe I'll eat these words at some point where I'm like a ragtag group of, <laughs> of capitalist anarchist pests, you know, somehow influenced the global economy. I was wrong. They did do it. Um, it's hard to imagine that that would, that that would play out. So I don't really concern myself with them too much, but mm-hmm. you know, then you, you start to forget that you're like, Oh yeah, there is like all these like think tanks and you know, groups that are, are pretty well funded that, you know, still are trying to like, you know, I'm, they're mostly on college campuses and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. not, not, not that big of a problem really, but you know, that there is still moneyed interest. that's like, you know, pushing, you know, libertarian thought, anarchic libertarian thought, anarchic to some degree, um, you know, on, on younger people, it's kind of like a, uh, an alternative conservatism, um, but I don't know. I guess I just, I haven't really thought much about them. I mean, like, you know, a friend made a point the other day, we were talking about, uh, how, how angry people were about the lockdown, not like us, but you know, that there were, there were seemingly people very angry about the, or not the, the shutdown. And, you know, a friend of mine made this point where he was like, yeah, but you know, if there was PPE, you know, plenty of mass, et cetera, there wouldn't have had to, there wouldn't have, they wouldn't have needed to shut anything down, mm-hmm. you know, but there wasn't, yeah. people had no way to protect themselves, you know, uh, uh, hospital workers had, had, you know, were rationing protective gear. It was a total nightmare, right. you know, and that's like, 
that's not the desire end of capitalism. That's like the, like, you know, the, the, I don't know, um, the kind of like functionary (laughs) sort of like shitty state run side of capitalism. It's like, Oh, we have to kind of act like a state. Well, we'll produce just enough of this as hospitals order. And, you know, there's not enough. If anyone needed it for any reason, if there were ever, believe it or not, any uncertainty under capitalism, there's not enough. So now people are, you know, spending premium prices to import like, right. you know, Chinese N95 masks, you know, and, uh, or like Korean masks. You can't get the, the original N95s right now. Right. So, you know, there's still like, what a horrible position to be in. You know, here's like a mask that would do a really good job at, protecting virtually anyone who wears one from coronavirus and they're <laughs> very very difficult to obtain so anyone who advocates for that system you bet they're my enemy no um <laughs> but <laughs> but uh i don't know i just i guess i don't think about them that much you know yeah, that's what um, i'm realizing is i don't like because because honestly calling them enemies or rivals is just like that's just giving them way too much so I mean, yeah. I don't think about it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, and let's make a deal. Let's never think about this again. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Well, from Anna here on Land, out, you have just listened to Drew and I do twenty-five minutes on something we don't remember we were talking about. So thanks yeah. for hanging out for that. Uh, any last thoughts, Drew? Uh, no. It's right. great to talk with you. Hopefully, it's we'll see nice each to other. Talk to you. Uh, we may actually we should actually see each other sooner than later, so that's exciting. You know, yeah. from a distance with faces covered, so you might not know if it's me or not. Um, yeah. uh, it's getting cold here in the bay. You know, bay cold. It's fifty degrees. But anyway, the point is, all the rest of you out there in Anarchy Land, keep yourselves warm. Take care of yourselves. Watch your backs. Stay angry. Uh, and until next time, have a good week. Thanks, Drew. Bye. Arise, libertarians, above totalitarians, our guide is the mighty invisible hand. Reject state controllers, collectors and patrollers, our choices are better than government plans. Taxation is a form of theft. This week's podcast was sound edited by Greg. And we thank Ariel and a friend for their help with the topic of the week, anarcho-capitalism. To learn more, anarchist and anti-political books, pamphlets, and other material are available at littleblackheart.com for news by and or about anarchists and up to the minute commentary. See you at anarchistnews.org and or the Anarchist News IRC chat room, linked on ANews and or the Anarchist News Pleroma, Antisocial with Dots. Oh, socialism does not work. No debt or inflation, no self-confiscation, no beans in the trough at the gravy to drain. No state education to brainwash our nation. No Dictate what to do, what to think. We 